0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: We
2: final hour of the get <laughs> right here on 1053 the fan. That's a three-time Hall of Famer and not MJ Chris Arnold. That <laughs> My name is Alec Medford. We got Ross Lubinsky holding things down for you, the Tolo, the Turn It On, Leave It On listener. We appreciate you so very much for hanging out with us here tonight on a pretty empty night in DFW sports. Not a whole lot going on outside of some eight man football being played at AT&T Stadium in the Division One A uh, state championship rounds out there. Uh, outside of that, been a quiet night in the you Metroplex. Know what happens on Saturday?
1: It's the Dallas
2: Takeover. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. You got South Oak Cliff, followed by Duncanville, followed by DeSoto, or some configuration of those three.
2: And uh, shout out to everyone who is at the College Park Center at UTA right now, AEW Dynamite uh, going on down there, and they'll be taking over the Curtis Colwell Center Friday and Saturday night. I think I'm going to be there on Saturday night, so... Uh, If you see me out there at the Curtis Colwell Center, come say what's up. Wait Uh, a
1: minute. You got to pay off something here, dude. You got to hang out with your boy yesterday when he joined the KNC Masterpiece. Was it Chris Jericho?
2: Yeah, Chris Jericho was in studio. If you missed the conversation, you can check it out on the 105.3 The Fan podcast page. I believe the second segment is when I hopped on and got to get involved in the interview. And yeah, I met him first 10 years ago. Uh, and how old were you? I was, that would be 20, or no, uh, 12, uh, because I'm 22 right now. It's 10 years next month. I think it was like January 12th or something, uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's been a while, and Woo. we have both changed physically. Uh, you know, he's he's grown the hair back out, and so have I. Uh, I've probably grown in height uh, mm-hmm. a good <laughs> foot or so uh, <laughs> since I was 12. You showed but, me that
1: pitch I fell out.
2: Yeah, uh, it's up on my Twitter, at Alec on the radio, if you want to see it. And uh, it was pretty cool. Jericho loved the story, and he was glad I still had the picture to prove it. And uh, he gave me a follow on Twitter after, which was pretty cool, too. So, uh, yeah, we're officially best friends. Look Uh, out.
1: See, I I like stories like that, because seriously, you were talking about it on the air a couple of nights ago. Yeah. And you said, I have to come up tomorrow morning because I want to be able to meet him.
2: Yeah. Again. yeah, it was pretty cool uh, because, you know, it felt like second time around, it felt like chatting with an old friend rather than, you know, meeting a guy that you grow up idolizing. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool moment. Glad that the KNC boys allowed me to be part of that. But uh, we can talk about the NFC and the playoff picture involved with it because I was doing some reading before the show and... Uh, we've heard about the Eagles and how they've kind of gotten past their gauntlet, if you will, uh, during the season. So I was like, "What? what's the win percentages looking like for each team's uh, schedule going forward? Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up the NFC schedules and looked at the strength of schedule for each team. And I just wanted, I wanted to know, even for the teams that are not really in the playoff hopes, uh you know who has the hardest and the easiest schedule going forward and the hardest schedule kind of shocked me but then i thought about who they're actually playing and it didn't really shock me that much but i'm hoping for a couple wins there just for the heck of it the new york giants actually have the hardest schedule in the nfc Ah. going forward with a 615 opponent win percentage they have the saints at Eagles versus Rams and versus Eagles, and yeah, the, the reason Eagles it twice. yeah Eagles, Eagles twice inflates it already, so. exactly it inflates it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that you know uh, good old Tommy DeVito, hey. the New York legend, hey. now build the statue. Especially if he can beat the Eagles, I would be so happy. Just he's got once. two
1: chances, man.
2: Yes, you have mathematically you have a good chance of doing this. And hey, the Eagles aren't hot right now, and the Giants are. They've won three in a row. <laughs>
1: like, yeah quiet as his cap
2: it's so weird to think that a dude named tommy devito that has an agent that looks exactly like something out of some horrible 90s new york crime mm-hmm. movie <laughs> like these guys are getting it done under tommy devito of all people and i loved uh, I, I marked down the audio but i didn't have it ready um brian dable was asked after the game uh, you know, what do you tell a guy like Tommy DeVito, you know, in, in a game winning situation where I need you to go win this game for me? And he said, I, I told him, hey, here's five or six plays that I know you really like. Now go rip that son of a bee. Right. <laughs> and, and I love how everyone has gotten behind that guy.
1: Yeah, why not? He's got nothing to
2: lose. Exactly. It's like, don't wake up. Whatever you do, <laughs> it's a dream. Don't wake up. Yeah, it's incredible to see what they're doing. There is a tie for second place. Uh, in the hardest strength of schedule going forward. Uh, Two teams that are playoff hopefuls, and uh, one that kind of scares me because they have been playing some bad football. The Vikings and the Lions are tied for toughest, second toughest schedule uh, remaining in the NFC. And for the Lions, it has been a rough go of it recently, and it will get a little bit tougher as they have the Broncos at home, at Vikings, at Cowboys, and then versus Vikings at home. So the
1: deal, the Cowboys game is more than a Cowboys game. Absolutely, the Cowboys have won 15 straight games. They're looking for 16 straight home talking about home games. Yep, 16. This is the Jimmy going to the Ring of Honor game. (laughs) Yeah,
2: they better win that damn game. They
1: better win the game. Crowd's gonna be going crazy. Uh, Dan Campbell may be coming back, but he's coming back into a very, very intense environment because Jimmy ain't gonna let it happen on his watch. He
2: better not. Uh, that would be absolute mutiny if they lose that game. And for the Lions, man, I I was talking about it with Blake last night that the Lions were kind of my team that, hey, if we can't get it done here in the Metroplex, if the Cowboys can't get it done this year, I want the Lions to go all the way. That's a team that deserves it. They've been through a lot mm-hmm. in their in their history, really. Oh, I'm with you. Yep. And Dan Campbell is one of the easiest guys in football to root for. Mm-hmm. They've got a quarterback that's easy to root for.
1: Not only that, guess what? The defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, he uh, hangs out in Dallas. He yep. His family's from Dallas. He owns the Williams Chicken over there off of 67 in Redbird. Come on,
2: man. So there was a lot of reasons to root for him, but now they can't stop a nosebleed no. on defense. It is incredible to and, see how they have fallen apart.
1: And uh, the quarterback fumbles all, every game.
2: That's true. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because with Jared Goff. Jared you, Goff,
1: it's those tiny Sean Sharif hands, man. I'm telling you. <laughs>
2: yeah, that,
1: that was such a wild
2: stray. <laughs> uh, there, with him, like going into the whole trade, even a season ago, it was like, man, he's got playmakers. Can he just keep the ball in their possession in terms of interceptions? Can he make good throws? Yeah. But really, it's been protecting the ball when he's got it in his hands. Yep. It's not been the interceptions. It's been he's been getting strip sacked a lot. Uh, so. Man, I mean, it just makes me sad. But what makes me even sadder is when you look at fourth toughest schedule in the NFC remaining, it's There's the a Dallas Cowboys. There's way you can solve that, by the way. What was that?
1: There's a way you could solve that. How? Nerf ball.
2: <laughs> the Nerf football is actually <laughs> the best football created. I will argue that any day. How instead of laces, it's got little divots yeah. for your finger. Oh, yeah. Man, and as someone who has never been the biggest kid... On the football field, I loved that thing. So get Jared Goff one of those orange Nerf footballs right now. That's a fantastic idea. Uh, The Cowboys have the fourth toughest schedule remaining in the NFC. And it's no shocker because you have at Bills, then at Dolphins, and then the aforementioned Lions in terms of win percentage, and then at Commanders, which, you know, you say uh, beat them once handedly. They haven't been doing great. Well, remember what they did in the last game of the season last year? So
1: and the Cowboys wanted to win that game last year too.
2: Yeah, they actually wanted to. They actually wanted to try and wanted to win. And same scenario as last year, it's on the road. That was the beginning of the end of Brett Maher, by the way. Yeah, man, that that made me sad. Points he
1: could not make.
2: I was really rooting for the guy. Me too. Um, So for the Cowboys, you look at at Bills, at Dolphins versus Lions, and at Commanders. Uh, We were talking about it a little bit with Nicole earlier. Uh, if you missed that conversation with Nicole Hutchison of DallasCowboys.com, you can hit the rewind button to 820 to revisit that conversation. But uh, if you talk about this stretch of games a month ago, you're concerned. If you talk about this stretch of games now, you kind of feel confident that yeah. they can actually go and get it done. And it all starts with the Bills this weekend, which you can hear right here on your Home of the Cowboys, five three, The Fan. And look, this is a Bills team that is – for my money vastly underperformed uh their defense has not been great josh allen is playing probably the best football of the season so far uh in his season per se but uh the team around him hasn't exactly been there because one thing that keeps repeating the past two or three years of the josh allen era is that that bill's team does not have a run game
1: right
2: and that's one thing nobody that
1: can name the running back
2: if, if they just had a complimentary balanced pass run attack, then they would be a lot more scary at this time of the year in a playoff push than they are right now. Right now, I understand that it's on the road. And for my money, the Bills might have the best uh, home field advantage in all of the NFL because they got dudes jumping through tables six hours before kickoff. Uh, and it gets cold out yeah. there. And by the way, the forecast for right now, um looking ahead to that game on Sunday, it's actually going to be a pretty clear and nice night or a day say. out there in Buffalo. It's only going to be in the <laughs> mid to high 40s, mm-hmm. so it should be a pretty clear day there out there in a Buffalo, New York.
1: Chance of rain the second half, but it's supposed to be a nice game. All things considered, because we were thinking like a lot of snow, you know, we yeah. bring out the snow plows and stuff.
2: So it all starts there, but. You go to at Dolphins there, look, they just had a tough loss on the uh, Monday Night Football doubleheader earlier this week. Uh, They're really beat up, too. They're having to pull Melvin Ingram off the couch Mm -hmm. to come fill a really battered uh, front seven. So at this point in the season, you look at the number, the win percentage says, hey, the Cowboys have the fourth toughest schedule in all of the NFC. But in my mind, I think that they might be pleased with the results.
1: There's only one pause. Guess what the pause is? What would that be? These are the remainder four games, right? Yeah. If the Cowboys run the gauntlet, that would have mean, meant that they have won nine straight games, which is different than is Philadelphia only winning four straight games to win the division. You follow where I'm going yeah. with this? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's it's hard to win nine games in a row in any sport, let alone football. The only thing you can you can uh, hedge your bet on is say, wait a minute. Dak Prescott has won 11 in a row. He's been there, done that, so it's not impossible.
2: Yeah. It is not impossible, and after the Cowboys, there's a tie for fifth between the Seahawks and Rams. Uh, The Seahawks still a hopeful contending team. After that, then you have a tie for seventh with the Bears and Saints. Eh, tie for Actually, a three-way tie for seventh. Uh, The 49ers also have the seventh hardest uh, at a 442 win percentage for the opponents. They have Cardinals, Uh, On the road, home against the Ravens. I think they lose that game. Uh, At Commanders and then at home versus the Rams. The 49ers have a pretty solid path to the playoffs. They've already clinched, but to the one seed. uh, Really, only one thing sticks out to me, and that's the Ravens. And I truly think that's a game that the 49ers could actually lose. Yeah, I I think I want them to
1: lose, too. This Christmas night, and our Christmas Day, I just know one. Maybe it's Christmas night because Christmas is on a Monday, so it's Monday night football, I guess. Yeah. The the thing I'm hoping for the Ravens because the Ravens are are arguably the best team in the AFC. Las Vegas has the 49ers and the Ravens as the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Todd Archer and I don't have the article in front of me. He's written an article and I think I want to say it was Broadus talking about this, or maybe it was Dawson on G Bag today. You know, if the Cowboys. Even if they win out and Philadelphia wins out, they're going to have to hit the road on the playoffs, right? And we know the Cowboys are dominant at home. They've won 15 straight at home. I think Archer's article says that the 49ers are 15 and 2 over the last two years in their. Because the Cowboys are like 15 and 1. Yeah. And the 49ers are, I'm sorry, 14 and 2 at home. And then the Philadelphia Eagles are like thirteen and three at home over the last year. You you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Over the last two calendar talent 2022 season to 2023 season, Philadelphia is thirteen and three at home. The Eagles, I mean you see the uh, 49ers are 14 of the two. The Cowboys are fifteen and one. They've won fifteen straight. The the Eagles and the and in the uh Niners haven't won fifteen straight, but they don't lose home games. Yeah. So if the Cowboys have to win these games on the road and you have to go through Philadelphia, go f- through f- San Francisco, it ain't going to be easy because those teams don't lose at home.
2: Yeah. Uh, and really, it's just a jockeying for a position at the top between the Cowboys and 49ers because, look, the next two weeks are going to be really critical uh, critical for the Cowboys because what they're just trying to do now – If I'm the team, you know, I know they don't really think this far down the road, per se. Mm -hmm. But my idea is you just want to avoid the 49ers in the early stages of the playoffs. So if you can ensure that you're a division winner and, heck, even better, be a one seed, then you don't have to worry about that because I don't want to have to run back through Santa Clara because Levi's Stadium just has demons that I am not ready to face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I hear you. I know exactly what you're saying. And by the way, if the Cowboys had to hit the road and, you know, all their games in the playoffs were on the road, wouldn't that be kind of wild because the Texas Rangers were road warriors too. Yeah. Not that they um not that they didn't have any home games, but they won every road game
2: they played. That sure would be something. Wouldn't that and be amazing? You know what else would be amazing from the 6'82? Just imagine the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl just four months after the Texas Rangers World Series win. Imagine what that would mean for those of us under 30. Wow. That would be great because, you know, we got a first time experience with the World Series mm-hmm. and then we haven't been around to see the Cowboys' success. So to get that within four months of each other. Oh, that would be amazing. And, you know, we had a tunnel of Texas in about an hour ago, Alec. This is also
1: wild. They were wondering if DFW was the only area that had, of the three major sports, they're leaving out hockey, but the three major sports, having an MVP contender in all three. In baseball, who was it? It was Corey Seager. Yeah. In football, as Dak Prescott. And in basketball, it's Luka Doncic, all in the same Dallas-Fort Worth area.
2: It's a great time to be a DFW sports fan. sure is. Of course, it all hinges on the Dallas Cowboys in the end. Oh, yeah. But, man, it's a great time to be alive here in the mighty Metroplex. So, just wanted to run down the rest. Can I throw in one more on yes. the same
1: topic real quick? Because yeah. I mentioned this to uh, Nate Newton and, and Dat Wynn, who were on the Cowboys Crosstalk. This morning. Everybody's talking about how the Cowboys had not won a Super Bowl, you know, in like 30 years or since the mid-1990s, right? Yeah. Yeah. People conveniently forget the 49ers haven't either. Yeah. They haven't either. In fact, they haven't won a Super Bowl since Deion Sanders played for them, and that was the year before the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, when I was with Blake last night here on the Get Right, I mentioned I said a 49ers team that always plays great but can't finish the job, and someone on the text line ripped into me saying, what do you mean? They always knock out the Cowboys each year. I said, yeah, when was their last Super Bowl?
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: like it Thank was you. Before they might have ours. been
1: to the Super Bowl, but they haven't won the Super Bowl since before the Cowboys won it. In other words, Alec, you weren't alive to see him win it, and neither was Blake, and neither was a lot of people in the early 1990s. 1994, as a matter of fact.
2: Someone in 972 said, imagine how drunk Broaddus would get if the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, you saw what happened at the Rangers That's parade. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> it would be a field day, so... Uh, There you have it, just looking at the NFC playoff race and the strength of schedules uh, that are tied to the teams. And coming up next here on The Get Right with Alec Medford and Chris Arnold, we've got AM on the FM, the the pettiness of Shaquille O'Neal, the biggest waste of time I have ever seen, and more coming up next on The Get Right. Welcome back to the Get Right here on 105.3. The fan, Alec Medford and the three time, three time, three time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. And you, the Tolo, with you until the top of the hour. Reginald Atatula is on vacation. He'll be back next week, so don't worry. Uh, tomorrow, looking at the schedule, I believe it will be the fan phenom Blake Elliott and the great Mike Peasley. Hey. With you uh from Pee's 7 to 11 in uh, the house. Yeah, Pees is back. He's back. After a little bit of an absence after his great work filling in uh on the Rangers pre and post game show, mm-hmm. he will well, be I back heard on Nate these arrows. was out
1: and Jar was in for him.
2: Exactly. So, uh we'll get the greatness that is Pees uh once again tomorrow from 7 to 11. We got the final call coming up on the other side, but Can right- I throw
1: in something real quick before you do AMFM? I just got a text from uh Tony Romo's cousin, cousin Andy. <laughs> okay. He is – you course, they're from Wisconsin, right, yeah. both of them. Giannis just scored a career-high 64 points tonight. Yep. The reason he's telling me this is because Giannis became the first person – I mean, first of all, it's a career-high for him. It's a Bucks high uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar only had 55 as a high for him back in the day throwing those sky hooks. Giannis does this with only 28 shot attempts. But more importantly, one of the – they were playing the Pacers – And the guy from the Pacers took the game ball and and Giannis chased
2: him down to the locker room. I'm just now seeing the video of it. (laughs) He wanted that ball bad. he needed that 64 bad that is too funny that is incredible i'm <laughs> already seeing memes about it and everything <laughs> uh people saying there was a bounty on that ball yeah for real. there had to be some poor uh pacers assistant coach was like man i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna sell it for a lot of money for Real? nope that nope. is not happening it's maybe my ball. <laughs> maybe we'll find out some more fallout of that uh during the final call but it is time for am on the fm Don't you dare do it because here in just a moment, I'm going to tell you why I aspire to be as petty as Shaquille O'Neal, the biggest waste of time I have ever seen and more. We'll get to that as the segment goes on, but it is AM on the FM and you know how we started off. A question of the day for the Tolos and for CA, 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation as well as Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. And the question of the day is inspired yet again uh, by one Ruben Portillo because he is living his best life out in Puerto Rico right now on vacation and he's been sending me pictures and whatever keeping me updated on his adventures and tribulations and what have you and he sent me a picture of his breakfast this morning they went to some fancy restaurant out there and he got a sandwich that is made out of waffles and it has egg and turkey inside of it and on top of the waffles is powdered sugar whipped cream Mm. uh, sliced up strawberries like, this thing looks incredible. This might be the best breakfast food I have ever seen in my life. But, of course, I don't get to taste it. And Ruben says it is by far and away the best breakfast he has ever eaten. So, uh, just kind of random based off of that. 877 is the best breakfast food in your mind? In my mind or yes. the
1: best, uh, the public thinks?
2: In your my mind. My favorite or, your or favorite, the public's? Your favorite.
1: My favorite is blueberry pancakes. I just love blueberry pancakes.
2: Ooh, I got some blueberry waffles, uh, Kodiak waffles. I get those at Target because so they're like the mm-hmm. protein healthy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they u- they have their own protein powder that they put in it, and mm-hmm. those are fantastic, the blueberry ones. I'm going to try those
1: because I'm all about the protein. In fact, I love scrambled eggs for the protein. I always yeah. have salsa and cheese on them. Well, my favorite is blueberry pancakes.
2: Yeah, I love the blueberries. Uh, I cannot Me lie. Too. The sweetness is great, and it doesn't feel as guilty as chocolate. You know, when you want that sweetness in the morning. I like mm-hmm. it. Ross, do you have like a favorite go to breakfast food? I mean, I was gonna say the same, like blueberry pancakes, man. They're just it's an all timer. It's a classic. They're unbeatable, honestly, because I think we're gonna get a lot of the same reaction on the text line. I will um, tell you this,
1: blueberry pancakes, uh, blueberries also are good antioxidants for you.
2: Yes. Yeah. They've got a lot of uh, a lot of health benefits mm-hmm. and It's a great thing to start the day off with, too, because, you know, you don't want to put too much uh, bad stuff that's going to bloat you up or uh, get too much sugar in Mm -hmm. in the morning, you know. Uh, So I've been trying to be better about that. So the protein waffles and pancakes, they make pancakes of them, too, with that protein powder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blueberry pancakes, I've had those. They're fantastic. Um, For me, like, I've really here recently, like you said, CA, anything with scrambled eggs uh because I've been trying to get that protein in and get something It's uh, all about
1: the protein man.
2: Yeah, especially because most of the time here recently I've been producing K and C. So that means I'm waking up at six thirty in the morning and uh so my day is starting a little bit earlier than it would if I'm, you know, hosting the night show per se. So I'm like, I need to have something, you know, that's filling but not gonna make me bloated and want to go back to bed and something that's gonna fuel me throughout the show so I can put out the best product. So uh, yeah, the scrambled eggs have been huge for me. Uh, omelets are great, um, and anything with bacon. Like, if yeah, you, if, there's if you, a
1: lot of Tolo sex in bacon. Just bacon, bacon all day.
2: If you associate bacon with pretty much anything, I'm gonna try it. Like, my dad came up with this idea during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people just kind of started trying stuff out mm-hmm. of boredom during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The pandemic Thanksgiving, um, he had an extra like he he just had a lot of leftover stuffing. And he was like, what can I do with this? So what did he do? He formed them into like little nuggets and he wrapped bacon around them. Ooh. And they are the best thing that Ooh. always that tray is the first thing empty at Thanksgiving at the Medford household every year. The family goes crazy for him. I brought him up for, here for uh, Broadus and Chiafalo one time and they cleared house. <laughs> like everybody loves them. It's so simple. Like who would have? Yeah, like, who would have thought of who that? Who would have thought of that because it's so stupidly simple. Just put you them should, into little it's bars. It's no different
1: than wrapping bacon around jalapenos. Exactly. Jalapenos. Yeah, they're like
2: little stuffing poppers.
1: Yeah, like poppers. Oh, by the way, uh, let's see. you Got Tolo from the uh, 806 says, C.A., I thought blueberry bl- blueberry blumpkins were your go-to because <laughs> that was a drop <laughs> that the nose please see just to I remember out. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember? Yeah. See how fast I can say that. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, man, that's quite Oh, we got a, lot, a whole bunch idea.
1: of... Tolo saying biscuits and sausages. Yeah. Biscuits and sausage gravy. It's from the 903, another one. Uh from the 682 says the same thing. Any nothing can ever be biscuits and gravy.
2: Oh, uh, I see cinnamon apple waffles. That sounds yeah. amazing. Not gonna Ooh. lie. Mm-hmm. Uh classic pancakes, sausage, and fried eggs on top of the cakes. Glass of milk uh mm-hmm. from the 817. Man, yeah. Sometimes with breakfast, like I appreciate the creativity, but sometimes the simple route is the best way. Like less is more. Like, literally, just give me some eggs, give me some waffles, you know, give me some hash browns. Mm -hmm. I'm good to go, man. I don't need anything crazy. I don't need anything crazy. You know who does like crazy, though? Who? Shaquille O'Neal. He was on a podcast. (laughs) I I could listen to him talk all day. Um, Speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, real quick, uh, shout-out to Ernie for his uh, Broadcasting Hall of Fame induction earlier. Ernie Johnson, yeah. Ernie Johnson, yeah. Well-deserved. He uh he had a great speech. He did one of his traditional poems that he always does when he's on the road. It was a great speech. Um, and he's just one of the best humans on the planet. So mm-hmm. always nice to see him get his flowers and Shaq was there to help present the little award to him. Uh but Shaq was on a podcast earlier this week, uh, the Drink Champs podcast. Oh, and yeah. He was talking about what he did with his first NBA contract, because he ended up making almost $300 million in contract money alone. Mm-hmm. But they asked him, what was some of the first things you did? That Orlando magic money. Yeah, with that money. And he said it ended up being about $10 million after taxes. So, uh, And he said, look, I like to spend money, but I don't like to waste money. He said, I don't want to spend $400,000 on a car, but I needed a car. So I pulled up to a dealership after practice. He said, I'm literally in Laker sweats. I'm looking around. I look like a bum. So the salespeople weren't really looking at me as serious. And so I'm asking them, hey, how much is this? They tell me price, nah. How much is this one? No. So finally, the old guy that's walking around me says, yo, man, you're asking about all these cars. Can you actually afford them? And he said, now that just made me mad. I said, quote, what the F did you just say to me? So you know what I do? I point at the three in front of me, and I say that one, that one, and that one, and I want them dropped off today. Move the seat back and have them dropped off. So now I have three Rolls Royce that I never drive. (laughs) 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 He bought them out of spite just because the sales guy questioned if he could afford them. Mm Mm-hmm. That is the pettiest thing I've seen in a very long time.
1: I feel like this is very sh- Shack of him. And Shaq is also a very brilliant businessman. For those who don't know, when he saved Papa John, because, you know, Papa John had all the bad pub, because yeah. Papa John was saying crazy things. Mm-hmm. He said, they asked him if he would be their spokesman. He goes, you know, I'll I only be a spokesman if I can own a several franchises and I'll be on the board of directors.
2: He's smart, man. And that's why you
1: have Shacaroni pizza now. Shakeroni.
2: because <laughs> he owns franchises man.
1: and he own. He's on the board of directors. He said, "I'm not going to just be an endorser. If I'm going to do this, I want my fingerprints all over it. So it's not just me just taking some money." He said, "I'm a business man. I'm a business man," as he says to other people. "Uh, i sorry, I didn't recognize. What, what does he put? How does he put that? Um, uh, forgive me, I didn't." I recognize the quality of your game or something like that.
2: Something like that, that <laughs> meme. Uh, the 817 says, man, that salesman made a lot off of those sales from Shaq, though. So, yeah, the pettiness did end up helping out that guy, but I just love that. That's so incredibly petty. From the 469 about the best breakfast. Breakfast on the Blackstone. And I can vouch for this because... I want to say it was about a year ago my dad caved and got one because he just wanted a griddle but he didn't want to get a tabletop one. He wanted the real deal. Ah. So he got the Blackstone sitting in the backyard and man, anytime like it'll be like once a month where he's just like, "You know what? I'm feeling good today. Let's let's wake up early and make everything on the Blackstone." It is just different. Mm. It hits different. I can vouch for that cinnamon rolls from the 214. Uh, another two one four homemade breakfast burritos. I lived off of that in high school. Mm-hmm. I absolutely I would just find whatever was in the fridge, warm it up, throw it in a tortilla, and call it a day. I'm out the door for track practice. Th- that was my diet for
1: all of four years. Excuse me, I wasn't familiar with your game.
2: <laughs> that was, That's the quote. Yeah, that is the quote. Um, and, <laughs> and I wasn't familiar with your high school breakfast burrito game. Yeah. Um, it was probably it was probably better choices I could have made, but I, I, I'll tell you, I would make like two or three of them and literally just take them in the car with me on the way to practice. It was great. It really was. I kind of miss those days. Simple times. Simple times. Oh, we, uh, got
1: another, we got another uh, Tolo from the uh, 972 says, I guarantee you Shaq bought those cars off of a different salesman but made the other a-hole watch.
2: <laughs> that would have been a pure petty move. I would have loved yes. that. Uh, If that is the case, <laughs> 972 said he should have just said, Google me. Uh, you know, he says that on some of those interviews he does. Yeah. I forget that girl that does those awkward interviews on YouTube.
1: She is too funny. She's, so, she's a little girl. She's just yeah. dry. And he said something about him wearing some. Bobby.
2: Uh, yeah, Bobby. Bobby Altov. I think oh, is her Oh, my name. Yeah. goodness.
1: And her interview was Drake. Well, I'm just going to leave that alone. Yeah, that
2: and one went nuclear. It went
1: nuclear. And then she deleted it from her YouTube page. Yeah, did you know that she yeah, took I saw it that. down because it was so strong? But by the way, the the Shaq when she says he says something about him wearing um a, either a speedo or something like that, and he, she said you don't wear a speedo, I can you know you would wear a speedo. He said Google me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is so funny, man. Yep, Shaq is just he's a national treasure. He really is. And I also said I read about the biggest waste of time I've ever seen in my life. Well, uh, let's tell you about the biggest waste of time. It's not debatable. Uh, this comes from Meriden, Idaho, which I don't even know if that's a real Idaho. place. Um, I'm not going to feel that, CA. I'm not going to feel that. Um, so, <laughs> In-N-Out decided to open their first location in Meriden, Idaho, where people literally camped out overnight to earn the right to get their hands on some animal-style fries and the two other things they have on the menu. And according to the Idaho Statesman, uh, plenty of people who weren't ambitious enough to post up in the parking lot before the store opened uh, its doors, they quickly flocked to In-N-Out on the day of its grand opening, including some that were greeted by a sign informing them that they would have to wait eight hours before they got the chance to order. Mm-mm. And multiple people obliged. No. Staying in line no. in their cars out in the street Mm-mm. for eight hours Mm-mm. for an In-N-Out burger. Mm-mm. It ain't worth it. No. It's not. Like, I get it. Cool. You finally got one. Congrats. It is not worth waiting eight hours Mm-mm. for it. Look, I'm not a hater of In-N-Out. I do think Whataburger is superior. But Agreed. I think it's a solid burger. It's a solid burger. That's it. It's but a solid it. burger. That's it. That's it. All of that for a solid burger, some trash french fries, and an okay milkshake. What are you doing? Eight hours.
1: They have nothing better to do. Eight hours. A man. waste of time. I mean, Did I ever tell you about my story about, remember when Popeyes came out with their chicken sandwich? Yes. Okay, so there was this Popeyes off of 287. Yep, I know Nashville. the one you're talking about. All right, so, okay, when it first came out, you know, there's lines all over Popeyes, right? Yep. And my kids wanted to have a Popeyes uh, chicken sandwich. And I said, okay, let's go to the one over here off 287 of because nobody could think about that one. You know, it's probably. Crowded in Dallas or Fort Worth, but not off a of two eighty seven in Mansfield. We go over there. There was a small line, but the line wasn't moving. And then when we got to the window where you you know where you place your order, yeah, there was a sign at the speaker that said, "We ran out of sandwiches. We'll have anything else for you." Dang. I was so mad I couldn't see straight. Man, we were in line for half an hour. That wasn't long, but still, they that sign should have been out front. Not at
2: the speaker. That's, man, I would have been irate. I was so mad. Yeah, put it, because you know, they have those like letterbox signs. Yes. Out there. Was, like yes. literally just say, out of sandwiches. Yes. Like that's all you had to do. So people that drive by on the access right. road would be like, okay, well, time to go find another location or get something else.
1: I was so mad I couldn't see straight
2: from the 430 just come back a month later and then you'll really be in and out (laughs) it's that simple man and last thing here on am on the fm i just wanted to give a shout out to uh, my best friend justin it's his 23rd birthday what up justin used to uh live right next door to him for 20 years and uh he's out there at disney world uh living his best life so just want to say shout out to a man i would not be here without justin uh doing this radio stuff he's been a big supporter of mine so just want to say shout out to justin and happy birthday brother uh, can't wait to celebrate with you and can't What's wait. What's his last name? Uh, Justin Haggard. Oh, That's I his- thought it was just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I've used that one on him before. I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah. So he's out there enjoying his best <laughs> life. And we're going to give you the final call next on the Get Right.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: That's Ross Lubinsky. Wanna thank him for his hard work here tonight. Also want to thank Nicole Hutchinson of DallasCowboys.com for joining us at 820. If you missed that conversation, you can Uh, Hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app or visit the Get Right Podcast page. It's Alec Medford and the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. And you, Reggie Atatula, is on vacation. He'll be back next week. Uh, I will be out of here after tonight to go do that college graduation thing. So uh, talk about that here in just a minute. I do want to update you here on the final call. As Chris mentioned earlier, uh, Giannis had a monster night and a record-setting night. 64 points, scored a career-high and franchise record for the Bucks. He went 20 of 28 from the field with 14 rebounds and four steals. Mm, mm, mm. An incredible career milestone night for Giannis. And as you mentioned, a, uh, it looked like an assistant coach uh, kind of ran away with the ball after the game and yeah from the Pacers and the uh, Giannis went chasing after (laughs) him down the tunnel saying you're not going to get away with that one my friend no uh so a monster monster night for uh Giannis and elsewhere across the association if you missed it earlier uh, it was actually around the seven o'clock hour or so we got word from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA uh, for his actions yesterday against Yusuf Nurkic, literally just spinning around and punching him square in the face. <laughs> he will be out for an unknown amount of time. As yeah, he's
1: got priors.
2: yeah, and
1: he's and got, it's indefinitely. That's that's the that's the point I thought was very consistent with the NBA because yeah. you mentioned some previous situations where they asked people to get counseling, including uh, John Moran when he was suspended, uh, Kyrie when he was suspended, the counseling and all that. That's what they're asking Draymond to do as well, because nobody knows why Draymond's acting out, even though he's acted out in the past. He's got priors.
2: Yeah, so he's essentially, just like Chris mentioned, consistent with the other uh, bigger punishments here recently by the NBA. He's essentially got a checklist of stuff that he's going to have to check off before he can revisit with the league and decide his reinstatement. So, yeah, uh he he blinked around and found out, didn't he? Sure did. It's, it's rough, man. It's it's just it's so hard to continue to watch him because uh <laughs> I saw a tweet that was great and it was actually from the last time he got suspended, which and, was a month ago. Yeah, it, and it said Draymond Green is the only guy that could live up to Draymond Green's standards. Like, he just finds ways to outdo himself in the spectrum of stupidity. If you go on
1: Twitter, and that's what we're going to call it, right? Yes. There are video highlights of Draymond acting up over the years, and it's just an amazing thing. And then somebody made, like, an anime video, or maybe it's just AI. Yeah. Because it's not. It's like a cartoonish, and it's showing, like, his greatest... His greatest suspendable things. The things he got <laughs> kicked out of games for. And it's him just acting up. And it just it looks like a
2: WWE. It just does. Well, if you want if you want to talk about fighting, um, you can go to at Jake Paul on Twitter mm-hmm. where he tweeted, Draymond Green, hit me up and I'll get you on a card to fight. Ten million dollars. Well, guess what? <laughs> that might be in his future. In t- it might have to be.
1: <laughs> hey, and on Friday night, Jake Paul's got a, a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's going to be a seven-card knockout, uh, knockout productions or something in, at UTA, yeah. at College Park. I'm going to be there hanging out, probably welcome everybody while I'm there. And you've heard we probably do some spots riding, it, but I'm looking forward to because I always like some live boxing. And then we'll see what uh, Jake Paul does with this August guy, and then you never know. You never know. Uh, Draymond might put on some gloves. <laughs>
2: And I'm a little bit biased here, but that's a great venue to watch stuff at, too. It really is. Uh, it, it's a nice little, uh, the CPC, intimate, but it's yeah. very new and it's nice. Exactly. It's fresh. Uh, I've done plenty of events there. I've uh, watched the women's basketball team last year, did some media day events with them. Um, and it, it's a great little spot to watch stuff. I mean, AEW was just there tonight
0: mm-hmm. for
2: uh, Dynamite. So mm-hmm. shout out to anybody who was there. Uh, So, yeah, go check that out. Go hang out with the CA, the three-time Hall of Famer. On Friday. Uh, By the way, by
1: the way, can I ask you something before we get out of here? Yes. Since this is the final call, Mm -hmm. are you allergic to any animals? No. I'm actually allergic to cats, and I've just found this out. There are some cats that may be allergic to people. (laughs) The condition is rare. In part because humans usually bathe regularly and thus don't shed as much dead skin or hair as other animals. And it's somewhat unclear how much of a problem human dander may be for felines. But that said, cats are fairly uh, sensitive to chemicals and sometimes have a negative reaction to certain perfumes, laundry detergents, and soaps. So if you're allergic to cats,
2: guess what? Damn it, they might be allergic to you. I think mine is allergic to me the way she acts around me. Uh, shout out to Katie, because she <laughs> right. is she is a little demon. Um, Guess
1: what? They said these cats will have sneezing attacks, runny noses, rashes, hives, that's all the incredible. same kind of things
2: people can have. I had no idea that was a
1: thing. And they said cats
2: can also be allergic to dogs. Maybe that's why some of them don't get along with dogs. See, that makes a lot of sense. That mm-hmm. actually does. Uh, so here in the final minute of the final call, I do just want to take some time, as this will be my last show for the week, Uh, as I will be graduating from UTA on Friday with a bachelor's in communications, focus on broadcast. Shocker. Thank you. Um, Took you long enough. Yeah, I know. You've been in college
1: for seven years. It
2: felt like forever uh, because of the pandemic and everything. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you, especially UCA and everybody Mm -hmm. here that makes everything possible, because I knew I would be here one day. I just didn't think that I would be here before I even graduated college. So um, I just wanted to say thanks to Gavin Spittle, Tim Collins, and all the people that have kind of helped me grow up here at the station. I've been here since I was 18. I'm 22 now, so I've literally grown up here at 105 through the fan. I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm excited to keep working with UCA. Excited to keep broadcasting for all the Tolos, but for myself, Alec Medford, CA, and Ross, we got to get out of here. Tell somebody you love them. Good night. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?